0: No, there he is the man, the myth, the concept. Enrique, welcome. How are you today?
1: Oh, good. Nice, uh, nice to talk to you, Marcos. Uh, all good, all good. Now, uh, now from home, uh, you know, looking forward for for the interview. Though. <laughs>
0: that's, that's lovely. That's lovely. And I see that you have something special there in, in the background. That looks amazing. Looks, how was your day today?
1: Uh, I was cool. I think since uh this is my day my daily driver actually so the the company they they were they were they're, they're not providing me with a car but they you know they provide me with a bike so you know happy to to ride in it um that was good i think like production uh you know we, uh, you've been there so like uh daily, daily life in production is uh is busy so we are in this phase of uh scaling up uh so, you know, try to, to reach the, the production targets and, you know, it's never easy, but uh, yeah, it's uh, fine, so fun and it's, it's fun as well. Yeah, I
0: can only imagine. So short introduction, guys. Uh, my name is Marcus. I am the holic on, on Instagram and you can find me now also on YouTube and Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. So if you can't listen to this full interview right now on Instagram Live, you can always find it afterwards there uh, or, of course, also right here on Instagram as well. And uh, this is a series that I'm trying to do in order to help you guys because there's so many of you that that reach out to me and ask me questions and I I try to answer to the best of my effort but I'm not the expert here so I I came up with this brilliant idea of mine (laughs) is to actually talk to people that knows what they're talking about instead of you relying on my answers. Uh, and with me today, I have Enrique, and he is the production manager of uh, 3T. You can see 3T on my chest here, right? That's that's the brand of the bikes that I ride. And he has a lot of cool things to, to, to talk to you guys about today. And I'm, I'm gonna ask a lot of stupid questions. And I have done some stupid mistakes of my own, so I might uh, reveal some of them as I usually do <laughs> when it comes to bikes. And uh, yeah, you can also ask a question during this session if you want to. So please join me in the in the conversation by pressing the little um, question mark and, and at your screen and type your question, and we I will try to pick it up. Um, but first, Enrique, tell me a little bit about what kind of bike you ride and and uh, and why. Maybe.
1: Uh, um you can see that on my bike i'm I'm riding currently the race max uh, italia of course it's, uh, actually what you see there is a uh, is a prototype you know when okay. we do tests, uh, tests um, some and and so on uh you know I, I used to to ride them we always measure, but then it's also good to compare the numbers with the with the riding feeling and uh, yeah I would say uh, I love to ride that bike honestly because it's a kind of an all rounder what i used to do here around is i try to to get be out of the of the main and busy roads uh so I usually try to leave the city on B roads or cycle path or gravel roads and um, and then you know i usually i would say that my rides are like 70% on on road and then 30% gravel but you know i like this bike because it gives me both things it, it kind of feel like a like a road bike even though i'm you know with pirelli traveling 40 millimeter tires i'm and riding and then off-road is, is really really capable too so yeah. so yeah i think for, for what i do here uh, i found it like uh, you know the the right one for me i, I have a Strada as well but I don't, I don't actually, I don't, I don't ride it at all. So. Oh, interesting. So yeah.
0: for everyone that that, that that's uh, joining now, the Strada is the the road bike that that uh, 3T is providing, and the Race Max is one of their gravel bikes that they have. Um, and I I totally agree with you. That's actually one of the things that drew me to to the Race Max. It was sort of the versatility of that yeah. bike, being able to use it both for road, for all road, for off road, for everything. Just you can switch off the switch off the wheels, right? And you can do the 650s if you want to do. There's plenty of space. There's there's can go really fast as well. I brought my bike to Mallorca and ride the road with it, and I I I raced pretty fast there with some guys. So I'm I'm it can go really fast on the road as well. That's my my assumption or the way that I perceive the bike at least. But tell me a little bit about your background. I'm curious, sort of, how did you end up working for 3T? What, what, what's, what's your background?
1: No, it's, a, it's a kind of a long yeah. story. Um, but to make no, it a short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm aerospace engineer. Um, aerospace. I, 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 I got, yeah, my degree at uh, Seville's uh, university and actually from, from Spain. And you know uh, at the end of the degree you know you could do many things right and and one of the topic uh, i liked the there. most was yes, right. i'm from spain yeah. yeah i'm from spain yeah so one of the topic uh, I, I liked the most was uh, composite materials you know lightweight uh, structure construction and and so on so actually uh, i moved towards that was uh, doing kind of an internship and research at the composite uh, research uh, department uh, at the university so then I had the possibility to, you know, to test materials, to get the properties, uh, break them, and and so on. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, I was at the same time involved on a on a was Formula Student. It's a competition within universities in which you have to design and build your own racing car. So we create the team of uh, Seville University, and in that competition, the judge the judges they don't only judge how fast the car will be on, on the track, but what's the project behind, mm-hmm. right? So we were, uh, you know, we were a team with a very low budget. So usually teams with high budget, they will uh, use carbon fiber for the body work and for the old aero parts. You know, teams without uh, no money, they will use uh, glass fiber, yeah. right? Because it's cheaper. So we decided to use uh, basalt fiber instead. Oh. Uh, yeah it's uh we we decided to use that so actually start uh, researching the material getting the properties and and so on you know and we discovered that it's a material that could be really suitable for for french manufacturing i'm i'm passionate about bicycles mm-hmm. and cycling since since i was a kid and uh, so then i create a startup in which we were making uh basal fiber bicycle frame through filament winding wow and uh, so actually we we were buying uh, 3t components for our bikes oh. okay but uh yeah you know we we were not doing great on on sales actually so pretty bad i would say yeah, so and then um yeah and then i would say end of 2016 we i got in touch uh with, with renee actually the ceo mm-hmm. of uh, of 3t yeah and yeah, he told me, yeah, we have this project of, you know, bringing production back from Asia to Italy to manufacture frames in Italy and so on. They just bought uh, THM. THM is a, a high-end uh, bicycle components located in north of Germany
0: mm-hmm.
1: that they use uh, components using RTM. So resin transfer yeah. molding. And yeah, we. You know, we we were doing pretty bad on sales, so we, at the end, we were engineers, and so, so yeah, I, you know, was was clear the the path I had to I had to take. I I, and, uh, I can relate
0: yeah. I can relate to that because that's actually what I did after university as well. I, me and my best friend at the time, we started a startup as well, and we we ran that for for a couple of years, but we never became any millionaires. On that, like people do it right now with startups and stuff. So I just got a regular job, being an engineer myself as well. Yeah, it's <laughs> so like to that.
1: Uh, yeah, but, yeah. But tell so, me, um, the, yeah. I have
0: a, I have a question there with, that you mentioned, like that, that big thing, like bringing things from Asia to Europe to start. I mean, there's, there's so much to that basically, but um there's uh, many of the biggest manufacturers, right, as I understand at least, they, they have their production in Asia, and there's a reason because it's cheaper. But there's also specific companies that, that's pretty good at doing that, right, still. But how and why, what are the benefits of manufacturing something in, in Europe? And how is that even possible? And what, what, what's the focus for 3T on that?
1: So uh, I think in, 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 in biking industry, like 99% of the brands that they have carbon components, they are made in Asia. In Asia, we can talk from China, uh, Myanmar, Cambodia, Vietnam and a bit of, of Taiwan as well. So they, they move from you know, cheaper labor country to the next uh, cheaper labor country. Yeah. And, and the, uh, fr- from the business uh, perspective, um, definitely, you know, it, it gives a lot of advantage. If you really know how this works, when you order um, a frame or a batch of frames um, to an Asian supplier, that are super long lead times, uh, minimum order quantities you cannot adapt uh, your demand based on the or, or the offer based on the demand so it makes the whole business uh, quite tricky and, and and way more complicated why we don't make uh, why the brands they don't make frames here in europe all of them once you know back in the 80s every brand was making frames uh, here in, in 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 Europe as well yeah. so they they they've pretty much they, they lost that that know yeah. you know when from if you think on the really well known italian brands uh, they produce their frames and their parts in italy mm. okay um, what happened is that when carbon uh, became the material of choice you know Unfortunately, one of the drawbacks of composite uh, uh, material is that production is really labor-intensive.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So, so that production, that actually carbon production, uh, composite production, it was born in Europe and in the U.S. But it was, uh, it got moved to cheaper uh, labor countries uh, because of uh, they are really labor-intensive. No. Yeah. And, and and that's the main reason. And that happened. Uh, on the late 80s uh, beginning of the 90s uh, and now brands they they find themselves that they don't have actually the knowledge in-house to produce uh, carbon components or composite components because all that know-how got transferred uh, from actually from from the us mainly to asia and now the those asian suppliers are the one that they they kind of uh, rule the market when when we talk about uh, carbon components so but what is we the, what is the
0: big, big, biggest benefit for you now? Because you, I guess you built the know how, you have a lot of people in house. I've met some of you guys uh, when I was down visiting in April. But what, what, what is the real the benefit of, of being sort of in control? Or maybe that is the, the thing? So, um,
1: yeah, first of all, the, the, that flexibility. I mean, you know. Uh, this project of bringing frames production from Asia to Italy started way before the, the coronavirus. But then with coronavirus, we've realized how important it is to produce local. Yeah. Okay, because clear transport and China shut down. So, so not only in bike industry, but in all the, the other industries, there have been uh, quite a lot of yeah. chaos. And still, and still some. So that, that definitely is one. So when, when you control your own production you know, and then you control the whole supply chain. You can react quicker to market. It gives you more flexibility uh, as from the company point of view, right? And then towards the consumer, towards the end consumer, which is uh, at the end, you know, all the, you know, um, followers you have in here, at the end, they are the ones uh, paying for for the frames, uh, what we are offering to them of the advantage is that like we, we are able to provide full traceability of what they are buying. Mm. So so you've seen yeah. the process. When, when you scan the serial number, which is on the bottom bracket, we can track it down until, you know, when we put the first robbing of material in the filament winding yeah. machine, yeah. you know, through all the process. That's That's definitely a, a high value. Yeah, and,
0: um,
1: yes, uh, yeah, and, and then for us it's more to you know to very quickly to to the demand so i think 3t now uh, came with this uh, project for mainly it's for dealers in which they are not forced to buy this many bikes what they will buy they are production slots oh yeah, yeah. okay
0: yeah, yeah, yeah i heard about this that's exactly cool. i think
1: that that actually is, is 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 quite cool because you know also if you go talk to shops and to dealer, they are really under high pressure from yes. from brands. do so you don't, have to they buy. Don't to, they don't want to buy and having
0: stock, and they, they, it's, it's yeah, something exactly. they don't
1: know that yeah. gonna sell later, right? So yeah. the, and 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 how the business work is like, okay, we, I have this road bike in red, and you and this gravel bike in yellow, mm. and you need to take this. Yeah. So what 3T has done is say, well, guys, I'm I'm gonna. Deliver to you what, what you need, what you are going to sell. Mm. And actually, they are kind of booking production capacity, of course, yeah. because we need, to, you know, we need to know whether we're going to produce 1,000, 2,000, 3,000. No, it's like from, from today to tomorrow, we cannot double production. But they will, they're committing to these production slots, okay? They say, I can sell 10 frames uh, next year, but the model, it will be the customer yeah. telling me not, not myself you that's, know purchasing in advance really so hopefully cool. you know we we hope that uh, that works and yeah. and you know we can offer that so that's definitely something uh you could only offer if you own your own production facility exactly so that's, that's that, that that you you cannot do that when when you um rely on a, on a third party.
0: No, for, exactly. For <laughs> That's a different story. So I, I want to bring it back to you because you mentioned something earlier that I think would be very interesting to talk about. I know from what I know about carbon manufacturing, you usually use like a big carbon sheet and you put that into a mold and you put resin on it and then you sort of pressure it and then it's done. But you you have something that you call filament winding right and that is very very different and I, it was so intriguing to see this when i was in the in the factory so can you please explain what that is and what the benefit is for for the people joining us today
1: yeah sure i think uh once once we decide to move you know production say we we want to make production for us, it, it was quite clear that we couldn't copy the production process that they, they, they use in Asia, mm-hmm. let's say, the traditional production process, which is called carbon pre-prec, bladder molding, kind of. Uh, so as you say, yeah. the way that an Asian frame or the race max made in Asia it is made, is made out of 350, 400 little mm-hmm. pieces, you know, that they lay one on top to the other over a, like, Home core with the bladed in, mm-hmm. which create the shape of the frame, so like, like, like the the layup of the frame. Yep. So like each each frame, each, uh, you know maybe in Asia for that process is a puzzle of 400 pieces in which a you know a human uh, uh, hand is is, is behind, no, placing that. We, we had to change completely the perspective. We, we had to start from scratch because at the end, our goal is not to produce the very high-end frame that will cost 6,000 frames. What we aim is to produce frames at the same cost, not at the same cost, at the same landed cost, let's say, that the frames that come from, from Asia. So we want to sell to customers frames made in Italy at the same price, they will buy the frame mm-hmm. in Asia, Okay. So, so that's what we had to compete with. So, for that, we have developed a completely different technology. And technically speaking, it's like it's filament winding, okay? Because using this filament winding machine that you've seen that we've done, with design yep. and with build, we are able to automatize, let's say, the construction of the tubes of the bikes, okay? While the down tube of the race max, if it is pre-prec, it will be made out of 50 pieces. In our case, uh, it's done by a machine, CNC control, and uh, yeah, and and, and then we have that part of automation. Yeah, and the, then the, on, the,
0: on the big the big difference, right? Is that the, you don't have sheets of carbon. You use you. It's like a uh, what would you, what
1: what should you call it? it, like, it's, a, it's, it? A, it's a robin, in yeah. the filament. It's the filament, but at the end, it's like a it's like a like a shed, right? Like a, when you buy carbon pre-prec, okay. Um, that that is a, a highly processed material. Yeah. OK, is what I say uh, It's cheaper to buy the, the thread, the filament to make this chair rather than buying the chair because I have to pay someone to produce the chair. So exactly the same with, with carbon fiber. Mm-hmm. So the beginning of our process, let's say our process starts from the simplest way to get raw material yeah. or in this case, carbon fiber. And also important to mention is that we work with dry fibers we don't yeah. work with pre-prex so meaning that if you've seen youtube videos of how frames are made pre-prex they need to be storage on a freezer minus 18 degrees okay due to the fact that we work with dry fiber we can storage material at room temperatures yeah so then we have the advantage also on being uh, efficient in the way we, 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 we use energy. Okay, so, so our process is also quite sustainable in, in that way, how must, we spend energy so all less, around.
0: There must be so much less scrap as well, right? Or is that just an assumption from my side?
1: No, no, it, it, it is true actually. So when, when you start actually, these pieces, the carbon prepregs, they they are like big rolls, yeah. okay? That they are CNC cut in little patches. Of course, like manufacturers, they, they try to uh, use that as uh, or take advantage of the materials as much as they can. But in, in our case, let's say we are placing the fiber where we need to, right? So using like the tube, the filament winding, so we go, you know, exactly. from one side to the to the to the tube, and, and yeah, we, we are putting actually. We have a bit of waste, definitely, because then there are some cuts that they need yeah. to be done. But uh, but overall, yeah, it's, it's also on on that point. is also quite uh, quite efficient. Actually, the waste we 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 generate, we make it into another type of carbon fiber, which is called matte mm-hmm. fiber, and that's what you use to fill some gaps. Also, so ah, okay. that's scrap, yeah. it's it's at the same time also a bit reuse. No, so. Um, So I think that's definitely an advantage but also like the process is quite efficient as well on on energy uh, consumption how we use the energies through through the process. So tell
0: me how many because this filament process it makes the it makes like the tubes right more or less so how many parts is it that that makes a frame uh, and which which parts are those?
1: So actually as I said like if we will make the frame using prepregs, ideally it's is about 400 pieces, small mm-hmm. pieces. So when we when we make the the frame like for, for for you to have an idea, 90% of the fiber weight okay you have in your frame it comes from the filament winding machine. Yeah. Okay? And what we do on those machines are the tubes. So we we produce like a down tube, seat tube, top tube, head tube and then C stays and chain stays. Yeah. So all those tubes they come from from the machines mm-hmm. and then the remaining 10 percent uh are those those parts that we need to to lay yeah. by hand because we yeah. we the, have, the haven't been able like the,
0: the some some yeah. of
1: the joints some some reinforcement some local patches but uh, but again it's it's only it's only 10 percent. Mm-hmm. so actually our puzzle is quite easy
0: yeah But tell me, so this brings me now to to my next question, which is basically, I I received a new bike and and it's this Project X, right, where you have the exposed carbon, it's it's only uh, um, see-through lacquer on top of it, basically. So what it must have been? How did you feel about that idea? Because it gives kind of a little bit of pressure on your side, right? That you that you produce something that is exposable, that you can sort of. Because I know I've heard from others, like other bikes, that when you when you rub them down and you want to repaint them or something, you can see that they have they have fillers and they have sort of correcting like mistakes that they've done in production and stuff like that. You, you but doing something like this, you can't really hide anything, right? Well, tell me about that how did you feel about that when that idea came up were you scared were you afraid
1: uh, you know what's the worst thing that it was my idea <laughs> you know <laughs> no you know because um yeah because I, I i i i thought it was the way to show because when we start when you know also like Man, people that's from, pe- people from saints and so on that you are used to the standard Carbon look, yeah, which yeah. is this fabric, right? But our process provides a look which is completely exactly. different. Exactly. So when when I was talking to you know sales and, and marketing at the beginning, when when we start, look that we have a really cool uh layup or carbon looking, they would say no 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 no, you know like no no you know people. People is, is at the beginning with carbon fiber became was cool, but now no one's want anymore the carbon looking. So actually, if you look, look back on the when we start this, the friends, we, we start making the founders edition and the 60th anniversary edition.
0: Yeah.
1: Founders edition and 60th anniversary edition, the 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 carbon pattern is, is hidden from a from a car from a very, very thin carbon layer that we were putting on top. Mm hmm. Okay, because we didn't want to show the liar, because we were thinking like, yeah, people, you know, it's not going to like it. So actually, uh, we, we had one, one rider riding uh, Unbound yeah. and, um, and a rider that, you know, I was a bit prototyping with, the, with him and so on. So we, I make that bike mm-hmm. in which, I, let's, I remove this, this carbon fleece, it is, uh, this carbon layer we put to hide the, the the actual um uh, carbon pattern so yeah. i remove it and i and i we i give that that bike to him without telling to anyone um and then actually when we build the bike and you know i show the bikes to to the people there at 3t at in the office say wow how cool is that i was telling oh. you this um wow. and then yeah. is where the project x uh, uh was so born I'm thank trying. you,
0: Enrique. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming with this <laughs> brilliant idea because I just absolutely love it. It's so stunning. It's, but, it's but, completely but, fantastic.
1: But as you say, it it puts a lot of pressure, right? Mm-hmm. Because, and it's what we are trying to explain. This project X is is being fully transparent with yeah. people. You know, it's it's not hiding anything. So it's like if we will ask a, a, in Asia, I want the bike with all the carbon that you can see through all the carbon they will tell you no chance absolutely no chance you know they will put this primer they will fill all the pinholes whatever and then they will you know paint it black yellow or or pink (laughs) but they will never do that so yeah that that puts uh, a lot of pressure on us but also I think we we've reached this uh, level of uh, maturity in in the project in which uh, you know we we are kind of consistent on. Well, I would say we are quite consistent on on getting that uh, that 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 level at at the end. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we cannot be uh, any more transparent than that. You know, I we show showing everything is completely, completely naked. So I think
0: it's brute to be brutally honest. Someone told me that you should be that, and and I think this is the way to be brutally honest about the bike. Yeah. Um, okay, so my next question: um, This there's there's been some announcements the last couple of weeks, right? With with the 3T now going integral, um, with its its uh, stems and the frames but tell me a little bit about the the new more stem it has such a deep heritage right and and yeah this is a super unique new part and um, that you guys uh offer now with new bikes
1: yeah yeah definitely i think that uh, this is uh, all credit goes to to gerard Brumen, which is uh, our head of design and you know he's the mind behind the design of of, of our components And more on on the production side let's say i get what he designed and you know i tried to make them real um but yeah no definitely it's uh, i think it was something needed you know uh we we need to have this integrated cable routine and i think it's been through truly thought um yeah now it's uh it, it seems stupid but just a, such a small piece it makes the bike to look completely completely yeah. different it's a completely different bike when you put the actually the 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 more stem uh, on it um and yeah he, he gets the the he 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 based the design based on the 3d I think back in the 80s they had a stem called more yeah. um 25 years Fiber. Record, so. yeah so so yeah he, he got the expiration in there of course you know with new techniques but uh but yeah it's uh i think it's like Launching a, a new model by just uh, changing the stem, right? It, it's 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 completely different. I think it was needed, and uh, yeah, I think you know the market did, the market was was asking for yeah. it. So, so so more was uh, you know more ourselves answering the market. Just a
0: detail about that. Stem, it's, right, it's, it's rooted underneath the stem, right? Um, it's not going I- inside of the stem, um, no. but underneath the stem. So it becomes easier to, to maintain and to, to take care of everything that needs to, with headset bearings and stuff like that, right? Am
1: I? Yeah. So actually, the, the stem, like the, the cables, they they don't pass inside. They pass on a, it's that mm-hmm. kind of hidden. Mm-hmm. So eventually, you know, you, you are riding a 100 millimeter stem, but then you say, uh, I need to ride 110 or 90. You take it out and put a new one, and that's it. You know. And because not... that's
0: so different. There's so many bike brands that I've heard of. There's there's this thing in within the industry as well. People say it's very beautiful with integrated, but it's such a hassle to maintain and to to do maintenance and repairs and stuff like that, or or to change it, where you need to take out everything. and you know, just redo it. But this is a quite unique system that you can't do that.
1: Um... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's simplified on on that side. Definitely, the cables they run inside the building. Mm. So if if you need to do uh, building's maintenance, you know you need to disassemble all. Yeah. But okay. that, that that's pretty much in in every in everyone. But on the stem side, definitely, and on the spacer adjustability and so on, you know you you know you just can do it as uh, as it was a, a normal stem.
0: So tell me, you mentioned Gerard, and I actually wanted. To- to 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 ask you about him, he's such a prominent figure in the cycling industry, right? Uh, being founder of Cervelo, being being founder of Open, now co-owner co-owner and a designer of, of the 3T. T- tell me about it. He's quite a mythical figure almost. What what's how is it to work with him?
1: Yeah, I think no, definitely he, he's made a, a name in bike industry. You no, know, he's, he's probably one of the best designers uh, bike designers out there and and need someone that uh it, you know sees the the future in a way you know uh, with if you think on gravel bikes he kind of invented that mm. with 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 open and then later with yeah. with 3t so actually so so you know and then like the the bb drop uh, to to increase the dark clearance you know those, those things they they are actually signed by gerard mm. and pretty much everyone is is now coping yeah. so yeah so that, that that that's clear and yeah i so said definitely is a, is a is a brilliant mind so on, on that side that's uh, that, that's clear found Cervelo, law uh, succeed at Cervelo. and actually he's one he's been probably the one like really pushing to to make frames or, or products in in-house uh, you know that, that's a bit of confidentiality in the whole yeah. story but if, if you look at uh, his days at Cervelo, they, they were making the Cervelo, the R5CA, Project California. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with that project, they didn't aim to produce just the very high end. They were aiming to produce all Cervelo's in the US, no? The project at the end, it, it didn't happen. He's been trying. And, uh, and now, you know, he's been the one that uh, has given us like all, all, myself and the team uh, the thrust and the confidence to you know to really go for it. Uh, it's been a, on our side, it's been a long development, so we've been having a lot of ups and downs because the process is completely new. We had to develop it and things they were not going straight always. Um, you know, he, he he showed to be patient and to thrust us and you know hopefully we we pay that back. So yeah,
0: that's cool. Yeah. So let's see. There, there's some questions in the Q and A. So let's see what we have here. Um, someone is asking, yeah, about the extra large or 61 size uh, with the new integrated. Is that something that you have up your sleeve, uh, or, or will you stay with the uh, four sizes? Is it right now?
1: No, I think I think that that that's, we're actually waiting for for the market to. To, to, to make the new mold. So as you know, we have the race max Italia is happening in four sizes right now. Yep. 51, 54, 56, and 58. We did that because at the end, the tool in the molds, this is a huge investment. And we wanted to, you know, to, to, to really see if the project, you know, was, you know, taking off or, or not. Now it's seems that this is, is it, I would say it already take off. Um, so yeah, I, we, we are... We are going to probably add those, uh, you know, both like 48, like the the smallest size and the and the biggest one. Yeah, definitely.
0: Okay. And there's one question from uh, Nadi. We actually replied to that one. Uh, if you do the filament winding on the complex shape, the whole frame, which is not the answer, but actually the, the other thing that she asked, if you bond them together, the parts. So, yes, I can actually answer that question. I'm the expert.
1: <laughs> no, but we don't bond them together. <laughs> um,
0: no, okay. So tell me about that then. No, I know
1: maybe what, 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 what she or he meant. Uh, we, we are making the tubes with the filament winding, mm-hmm. but we don't glue the tubes. What we are doing with the filament winding is we are getting like dry fiber preforms. Okay. Uh, yeah, so yeah, those right. preforms, they are placed into the mold. And what we get out of them all is a single piece.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's really important because I know what she meant because we are not the only ones making filament winding. Mm-hmm. I you know, well, I can say like there are brands like Bastion, Fetzka, some uh, custom manufacturers in the US that I know they produce filament winding tubes. But actually, if you look at those tubes of those brands, they are round tubes. Yeah. The Race Max is not a round no, tube. No,
0: it isn't. <laughs> it's so, not round at all. <laughs> so,
1: like, the, the big deal of our process is not the filament winding as... As it is filament winding, the, the big deal of our process is that we have created that kind of machine which is able to to produce complex shapes, no round tubes anymore, like complex shapes, dry fiber mm-hmm. preforms. So because they are dry, and then they are stable enough that they can mani- be manipulated and be placed together into a mold. So actually, when when we open the mold, it's a single piece. We we don't. We we glue main triangle with the rear triangle. Yeah. We do that. That's what you mm-hmm. saw. But I think what, what they what they meant, uh no, we don't glue. We you know we don't produce part tubes I glue them. We yeah. we produce a single piece. We use the filament winding to produce the preforms, not to produce like our an already cured you.
0: And you 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 don't need to answer this question, but I did understand when I was in the factory that th- this whole process of not making round tubes because that's pretty straightforward and simple, right? But to have complex yeah. forms with filament winding is much more complicated, and you have a little bit of secret sauce there to that process, right? As I understand it.
1: Yeah, I think we we had to put the whole process together, right? From from placing the robins uh, uh, until until the end. So yeah, it's so so to to put fiber on a tube whatever the shape that's yeah. easy the tricky thing here is to remove the tube later exactly on, no? so so <laughs> yeah so that's that's what we we have have developed this this way actually is 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 patent it's patent-pended as as we are mm-hmm. uh, being patent-pended in the in the whole process so yeah i think this is one of the things like you know we can produce any 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 shape we we were making the the back in the days we were prototyping with the strada the strata the city tube of the strata is even yes. worse we were making that filament one as well oh wow yeah yeah so so so, um, so yeah that that's that's the that's the big deal yeah. you know we are able to create because those uh, those tricky very shapes
0: cir- circular shape following
1: the right yeah it's, it pretty much follows the, the 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 wheel yeah exactly yeah
0: exactly very, yeah. I love the design of that bike too. Yeah. Um, so, what uh, you, I want to sort of start wrapping up, but I have a couple of few more questions and I want to tie back it to what you actually said when we just started this call and you talked about, oh, I'm trying to make the production better and whatever you said. But what is it now? What's, what's your biggest challenge now ahead um, from your point of view?
1: Uh, now, this is the scale-up. So, mm-hmm. so we, we, we are growing a lot, the team, like uh, at the beginning of the, not even like... March uh this year we were in production like five people uh now we are 14 wow so so it's and 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 since it's a process that we have developed we we need to train the people Mm -hmm. not properly so so now we are in this phase of training people but at the same time trying to scale up the the production and you know that that's that's you know now's the main thing going on you know, to try to get people you know properly trained yep. and you know and and and, and being as, as productive as as possible so i would say that's the that's the biggest deal so far like human resources yeah, so. yeah.
0: <laughs> always it's always tricky to find good people i know that for a fact as well i do that's what i do as well trying to hire people is just super super tricky yeah um I wanted to ask you as well. Like, what is what is the time frame like from when you basically start manufacturing a frame and, and or the parts of the frame, and when when is it done? Sort of, how what's the time span we're talking about? Is it like a day or is it a couple of weeks or a couple of weeks? What what's what's the time frame?
1: So uh, we we are in a and this is really technical on kind of a one piece flow process. Yeah. Um, so actually, uh, our lead time like that throughput time from the frame since we press the button of the filament winding machine mm-hmm. until we ship the frame to the painter okay uh, it's about five six days working wow. days
0: it is that fast
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah because uh it, it, it depends on you know maybe whatever you do the winding first in the morning or or mm-hmm. not but uh yeah it's, it's we're talking about that five to six uh, Uh, working days kind of
0: and what's what's your target what are you what are you aiming for do you want to half it or do you want to cut it down by a day or two what's uh...
1: Mm, no not really that because at the end you know there are those times right Uh, especially now that we are really working in one shift Uh, at the end you have like especially like uh, curing times like the bonding curing times so like you know you, you pick up something from the day after but uh, but yeah it's um, i mean if, if we're in a hurry and we say ah oh, we have to make this frame whatever
0: yeah.
1: we are kind of if we will start winding in the morning we will be bonding at the end of the same day yeah. just for you to have an idea so the day after we could be shipping the frame to the painter so it's two days eventually but you know it's um usually it's that it's those uh, five days
0: cool we got another good Question here from Antonio, and I actually also want to ask that question because I might want to retrofit it on my my old uh, race max. Will will uh, the new stems be also available for for the old bikes? I guess it. You need not only a stem, right? You also need a, for, the, need a fork. The fork. The fork. Uh, uh,
1: you know. I I mean, so, so the the tricky thing here is like, could you do that? Of course. Uh, what do you need? So you need. To have a, a fork so which actually the, the, you you might need to buy that ready to paint and then to match it with the colors of your frame because we we won't have like force painted to match the old no, colors. Uh, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. so So, you take it ready to paint yeah. you match the colors um, you get the the more stem that that's okay. The only thing then is that you are going to have this uh, hole for where the cables coming
0: yeah. You need to take it to someone that can make a nice little uh, patch on the top.
1: Yeah, usually, you know, no, there are those shops that they do repair frames. So, well, uh, eventually. Cool. It's not going to be that simple, right? Because people that, uh, you know, might uh, like to to do DIY things, then uh, it it can be possible, yeah.
0: Exactly, exactly. All right, let's try to wrap up. um, uh, I have one last question, is that, will you be joining uh, 3T and potentially myself at Franciacorta in two weeks for the big uh, event?
1: Yeah, uh, what, what are you going to write? Well, I'm 150?
0: going to... 150? The oh. 300? No, I don't know yet. I don't know if I, if I can make it. But if I can make it, I'm probably going to do the, what is it, 150? I think 150. I, I'm not, I'm not trying, trained enough to do the 300. I would die.
1: <laughs> no, no. I, yeah, I think I will, no, if I, could, if I, if we, you know, agree that uh, we both, they we need to ride the 150, they, they win, they won't make me work, so, <laughs> so, you know, I will be able to ride, so, ideally 150, last year I, I didn't ride it, so I, I, I had to, you know, because, you know, at the end, like, all the people working at 3T, we work there, and, you know, we try to help the event, and, you know, oh, for I the breaks, imagine. and so on, but, um, uh, yeah, I think this year I might have the chance to to, to ride it. So, cool. so yeah, well, yeah, 150, 300 is yeah. a lot for me. Yeah. Me um, too, me too. I'm not mentally prepared.
0: <laughs> mentally? I can do it. My head can do it, but I don't think my legs can do it.
1: I mean, in two days I'm sleeping in a hotel yeah. and so yeah. I could do it. But Yeah, of course. That's, that's, that's,
0: that's the difference. <laughs> Very, very cool, um so my last question, as i always uh, try to end it with what's 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 you're gonna be in your next ride on, on bicycle frame mm-hmm. no yeah where where will you
1: ride next ah uh like 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 riding like next weekend you mean yeah yeah, usually I go here around the the mountains, uh, for, for, uh, nothing prepared really. Like uh, usually on Saturdays, like I do like a four or five hours ride, something yeah. like that. During during the week, uh, not much time. So, but I, I commute to work every day, so it's about 10k uh, one way and and the way back like 20k a day. Um, yeah, usually on the weekends, uh, you know, like about four or five hours. Uh, you know, trying to get out of the city on, mm-hmm. on on the bike path here on the valley. We have a bike paths on on the valley, so I I go through there, and then when you are uh, up in the valley and do some climbs, uh, I like to go always on the on the mountain side, never on the on the flat uh, on the flat side.
0: Yeah, we never mentioned that, but uh, the head headquarters and the and the factory is based in Bergamo, right, in northern yeah. Italy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. It's, uh, for the, landscape, the landscapes, and so on, is uh, is, is is quite cool. That's and then Francia Corta, where the yellow bombs, uh, is even I would say even nicer because it's uh, near Iseo Lake. Uh, you know, with the vineyards and and so on. So probably that part is even more suitable for you know for for, for gravel. Actually, so it's, it's quite 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 cool event.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's a big shout out to you who can join. Uh, two weeks, uh, I think it's the weekend of 13th and 14th of October. Yeah. And uh, check out Jeroboam um, and Francia You can just Google it or you can go, you can find it through the 3t.bike website. Yeah, if
1: and, you Google Jeroboam, uh, you'll, you'll find it.
0: Yeah. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for this. This was absolutely magnificent, uh, Enrique. I'm, I'm so blessed to have had this chat with you. I really hope that I get to see you soon again. Uh, but uh, until then have a nice uh, evening and thank you very much
1: well thanks for for inviting us for giving us the chance to you know to explain to your audience you know what we are what we are doing here uh, in italy uh yeah no, let's uh let's uh let's do the 150 together sounds
0: good i can't promise but i
1: I will sure. try. <laughs> we'll try okay Super. thank you very much goodbye okay my, my pleasure bye-bye have a good night Bye bye.